Hello, welcome to Doatan. This is a weekly podcast that brings you human rights stories from around Myanmar. Brought to you by Frontier Myanmar in association with Foundation Hirondel. Many IDPs in Kachin State returned home just a year ago, settling back into quiet village lives. But since the February 1st military coup, fighting has resumed between the Tatmadaw and the Kachin Independence Army, the armed wing of the Kachin Independence Organization, or KIO. With hundreds now displaced once again, IDPs are worried they'll never be able to return home. An armed clash erupted in the village, and I spent a night in the jungle. I had to flee the village and have not been able to carry anything. I had to flee the village amidst bullets and bombs. There was only one set of clothes on me. No villager were injured in the clash. I had to leave my chicken and pigs in the village because the fighting occurred suddenly. That's Da Labankon Nang a resident of Gweta village, near where the Meka and Malika rivers meet by the stalled Myitsone Dam hydropower project in northern Kachin state. Fighting between the Tatmadaw and the Kachin Independence Army, or KIA, hit the village at 5.30 p.m. on March 15th, forcing many there to flee. Most fled into the jungle with just the clothes on their backs according to Dalaban Konang. She and others displaced by the fighting are sheltering at the St. Joseph Catholic Church in the Nan village tract of Michina Township. Dumbledore and KIA fired at each other until about 7 p.m., stopped for half an hour, and then started firing continuously. Now that we have fled the wall, we can no longer live in the village. I was so scared and decided to come here to look for a safe place. I had to have only one piece of clothing and a mobile phone, so I picked it up as soon as the fighting broke up. When there is political instability in the area, the important thing is to keep it with you. Anti-coup protests among the Kachin began in Pakant town on February 7th. They were violently suppressed by Tatmadaw security forces. Locals shared photos and videos on social media of the crackdowns, urging the KIA to step in. In the crackdowns, two protesters were killed in Michina, the state capital, and one in Pakant. Arrests have been ongoing since. By February 11th, fighting between the Tatmadaw and the KIA had resumed. The KIO released a statement on February 17th, calling for a peaceful end of dictatorship, and with the KIA's southern command, released another statement on March 11th, saying they stand by the civil servants who have gone on strike in mass against military rule. They called for asylum for all activists and civil servants arrested or charged so far in the military's crackdown. The KIO or KIA has already issued a statement to prevent the bloodshed and told the Tamaros Northern Command through the Peace Talk Creation Group not to use violence against civilians by the security forces. If the Tamador kills the people in defiance of these, there are many situations in which we as the KIO or KIA can get involved in some way. If the KIO or KIA joins the fight against the military dictatorship, 
the conflict will intensify. If there is military tension in the whole country, the peace process will be far away and peace building with ethnic armed groups will be farther away. I want to say that Temador is responsible for this bloodshed. That's Colonel Nabu, the KIO and KIA information officer. Despite the violent crackdowns, people across Myanmar continue to protest against the military dictatorship in many ways. Kachin is not the only region where ethnic armed organizations have resumed fighting following the coup. Hundreds of civilians have been displaced in Kayin State, where clashes between the Karen National Union, or the KNU, have escalated after the KNU pledged to protect protesters. Hundreds of activists from urban areas have also fled to KNU-controlled territory, seeking their protection. But in Kachin State's Pasiso village, about seven miles from Gueta, gunfire is a common sound. It's led villagers like U Barang Nan to flee. As soon as I have gunshot, I pick up my sheath and run into the forest. I slap a knife in the forest. I took out my belongings and left them in the forest the next morning. I couldn't longer live there. So I walked down the muso. There were no checkpoints along the road, but I hid in fear because there were many military outposts. The fighting force ordered villagers to leave their home. Like Uberang Nan, many villagers there had recently returned from IDB camps, thinking their homes were now peaceful and stable. Instead, they've had to flee again to the St. Joseph refugee camp, where many more have been sheltering since fighting first broke out in the area in 2018. U Song Nai, a resident of Tan Bong Yan village, said that many there, including children and the elderly, have to sleep in the jungle when the fighting comes near. He thinks that with the conflict repeating itself, people are losing hope. I think the unconflict made people hopeless. The country will never prosper if there are frequent clash. The conflict is causing terrible to the people like this. As many as 1,700 locals from eight villages in Kachin states in Jiangyan Township, including Gueta and Pasiso, are taking shelter at two IDP camps. Ku Ang is the camp manager of one. People around Michina are coming to the rescue of those fleeing the fighting, and the local donors are working to address basic needs as much as possible. So not only the ITPs, but also all the people living in the camps are uncertain about how they will survive in the future. They all have the same desire to be able to resettle peacefully in their homeland if peace is restored. Darlabeng Konang is cautious about returning home. If there is a war like this, I will not go home yet. I will go home only when there is genuine peace. I want peace as soon as I hear about war. No one wants violence against people. It is not safe to live here. But because I live with people, I think I'm not alone anymore. I had to flee because of the armed conflict in the village. Now I'm worried about when there will be shootings here. We hope you enjoyed this edition of Doatan. You can listen to the podcast on the Frontier Myanmar website and Facebook pages, on Doatan's Facebook, SoundCloud, or YouTube pages, or on iTunes. 
This project to support human rights reporting is a partnership between Frontier Myanmar and Foundation Hirondo, with support from the Embassy of the Netherlands in Myanmar and the Swiss Agency for Development and Cooperation. Thank you for staying with us.